Hey, I really can climb a fence still, huh? All right, good to have you all. We like to start on time. Thank you, Kevin, for getting me down here. I was trying to say hi to a few folks over here that I didn't get to say hi to yet, but uh, maybe we'll catch you afterwards. I'll tell you what, uh, we have a, a blessed night tonight. We have Rusty Vineyard here to minister to us in song. It's always a blessing. First of all, I just want to thank you everybody for letting me take off. Not that I asked you, I just told you I was going to be gone, right? <laughs> but I'm sure glad that uh, we got to be in uh, Westminster, which is right there by Denver, see our grandbaby last week. Uh, he is uh, doing awesome and uh, amazing how alert he is. I, we were kidding up there. I'm going to have to go to working out. He's, you know, so big and, and uh, so I'll probably have to go back, you know, and, and hold him a little bit more. But uh, we get our, our daily dose of Holt, uh, of Holt uh, uh, pictures that, you know, comes and some of y'all that are Facebook friends are probably getting tired of them, but that's what grandparents do, right? Especially when it's the first one. So we're very blessed that uh, I want to thank Willie for covering in the pulpit. He did an awesome job. Uh, that was very good. And, and Jenny did a great job singing. I, it was fun. We were driving back and watching it online the whole time. And I'm, I'm texting or, mess, or talking on there, you know, telling everybody good job and how everything was going. But it was truly a blessing. And, you know, something that is sometimes overlooked is, is how much we've poured into uh, trying to get the sound and the, and the picture and all the quality online. And, you know, it's hurt us a little bit. I think there are people that sit home and watch uh, some of you who are there uh, watching instead of being here. But uh, Mark, uh, Mark has done a great job. It, it's a difficult, diff it's a lot harder than it looks. And uh, he, he deals with a lot to, to try to get that done. So we appreciate him as well. And, and uh, of course, Whitney up there, we'll, 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 we'll honor her another day because I'm going to get too long here. But, but she, she does a heck of a lot. And there's just tons of people behind the scenes that do things. So what I'm thinking about doing, I'll go ahead and make this part of the announcement. On June 7th, uh, we're going to have a, a free meal for everybody. And uh, and uh, we're going to honor our volunteers and that sort of thing. And so we'll be giving you more information about that. It'll be in the cafe before service. And uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it'll give you a more opportunity to know where you can serve and be a part as well as we talk about that. So, uh, no, we're, we switched it actually since I talked to you. So the seventh. Yeah. Change your calendar, Kevin, because uh, I'm going to need to move Jim Garling. To the 14th if we can we're going to see if we can do that so he can't all right we'll we'll move him. We'll, or we'll, we'll we'll make all that work but the 7th is going to be that date so sorry I, I switched that up and didn't get you told all right well let me ask you a question are you expecting amen, amen. you knew you were because you said it before i even got there that's good joetta all right willie are you going to open us in prayer let's pray Heavenly Father, we just consecrate this night to you, Lord. We come together in your house to worship you, God. We're truly blessed. Lord, I just pray that Pastor Kelly has the words that minister to everybody in this building, everybody online, everybody within the sound of his voice. Lord, I pray the words in song from Rusty do the same. Yes. Lord, we give you all the praise and glory for everything that's going to take place in this barn tonight. And we pray that everybody that's blessed carries it outside the four walls. In Jesus' mighty name, 
Amen. Amen and amen. Well, uh, Rusty Vineyard's been coming here for so long. Everybody just thinks he's, but some of the some he's part of the family. But uh, some of the newer people may not know him. But he comes from Guthrie, has ministered in a lot of for a long time in a lot of different places. But uh, now is semi-retired. Is that is that? You're still on the road. Well, I didn't mean from singing. I just meant from going to that going to that other job. But uh, but isn't it, isn't it a blessing to have somebody with his caliber? So let's give Rusty a a hand. You don't need this, do you? I've said this many times while I'm here. I'm glad to be here. Hope y'all are too. Amen. Oh, I need to turn down. Sound man's going. What are you doing? <clears throat> and why I'm here because is I got the joy. Hopefully y'all do too. If y'all ever haven't ever figured that out with me, I got the joy. So here's how that song goes. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. Well, I'm so happy, so very happy. kind of stuff too, amen? You betcha. Say, what's going, what do you know that I don't know? What's going on with you? Well, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. 
keep your Bible with you. Read it every day. Always count your blessings and always stop and pray. Learn to keep on believing. Faith will see through. Seek to know contentment and it will come to you. I found the answer. I've learned to pray with faith to guide me. I found the way. The sun is shining for me each day. I found the answer. I learned to pray. Oh, the sun is shining for me each day. I found the answer. I learned to pray. Amen. What a blessing. Thank you, sir. I tell you what, uh, are, so are we not on live Facebook? We're on the line. Online. Okay, so if you got people that you know watch, um, Facebook has changed up some things, and uh, they are, that goes off that. Yep. And uh, they are, which is why we worked so hard about a year ago to get our face, or our um our uh, website up and and get ready for that because uh, you know you'd be amazed at how uh, many people we reach on a on a weekly basis. I mean, we may have seventy in the in the pews or in the not pews but in the seats, but we you know we may reach one hundred and fifty to three four four hundred sometimes a thousand views online and so it's it uh it's pretty important that we continue to uh, i think stream to, to people that are outside our area uh, i had a man that came got to come to our church service on sunday morning that has watched for a year or a year and a half and had never gotten to be in an actual service and so it was pretty cool to see him show up from wichita to our church service in carrier and so you know i, I think it's it's an important thing um but see CTCC, and that's right there, that ctccenid.com, people can live stream. If you'd bring that down here, we'll, we'll get it plugged in on my phone to where people that haven't, uh, they can at least hear the rest of the service. And so I want to make a couple announcements while I'm setting this up. Um, I want to remind you that uh, we are always thankful uh, for the uh, cafe being open and uh the cafe is open every every week, and so if you uh, want to take advantage of that, it is on. Uh, it's open at, right before the service. And ELM ca Cafe, the Enid Livestock Market Cafe, what a blessing they are! Because you know, if you want to come early and eat and fellowship, you got that option. And so, uh, if you're in the uh, area and you can do that, come on out and support them. That's a local family-owned business. We also uh, want you to know that uh, there's a men's ministry that'll be on, what date is that, 28th? 
28th at uh, 8 a.m. this time. It's on a Saturday, and so they're going to do it in the morning at a different time. Is that showing up? Oh, wow, that's high. I don't need it that tall quite. But, uh, but we're going to have it. Um, I could have let somebody else do this, but I do it a lot. I did this a lot. This is how we did the service all through COVID. Uh, Willie might be up here and some of the others, but... Uh, yeah, just well, you can take it. It don't hurt to be a little bit high, but because it, it's a better angle, it makes you look better. <laughs> you learn that from doing selfies. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the deal. You set it up and and get it up high. Let's see. Now, there we go. All right. I do this all the time, so. Every morning. So, all right. That'll work. Okay. Now, they, what they're, the problem they're, they're having with us is that they're not allowing us to, uh, to stream. Yeah, so that part will be on there. That ain't what they're, they're used to. It won't be the sound quality that we normally have. Uh, but they, they have changed their, uh, some of their things to, that limits our ability to stream through them. So this is something that we anticipated happening. That's why we work so hard. So if you, if you do watch, if you can get Facebook on your phone, you can get, uh, you can get this on there as well. So just go to that CTCC Enid. Uh, dot com and you can find it uh, there and it'll always it'll always be uh, right there available for you and so take advantage of that uh, men's ministry that morning service that Saturday the 28th is over at the Camp Clearview and they're going to do breakfast together fellowship so if you want to come uh, what a what a opportunity men to get together over at Camp Clearview the buckets have our tithing and so if you want to give you can sow seed give there. You know, uh, one of the things that I want to do on the 7th of June is talk about the vision and the direction that we'd like to go with an arena set up out here and begin to do some some cowboy type events and some things that we can really reach into some people's lives that maybe we haven't been able to touch before. And so I want to get back to doing some of those things. And so uh, if you're just tuning in, the reason we're setting up like this on the Facebook is because we can't stream the way we've normally streamed because of some of the things that Facebook has done to change things. But we're adjusting. So, all right. Well, let's pray together over the offering and, and let's go before the Lord. Father, we just thank you and we praise you for the opportunity to gather together in, in your name, in this place. And Father, we're so blessed that Enid Livestock Market gives us the opportunity to, to come into this place and to worship. They, they, and we pray that they receive blessing because of it, as a result of it. Father God, as we open your word tonight, I just pray that you just help us to hear the, the voice of the Lord speaking into our individual hearts, that you know exactly what we need to hear. And Father, that's been our, our prayer before, as the prayer team prayed before, that Father God, we hear, uh, we, people hear your voice, how much they're loved and, and what you provided for them. So we ask you to bless this service, anoint it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. We, we do want to also lift up the Greg Old family. Greg's one of the ones that comes all the time on a regular basis. And his mother-in-law was killed in a car accident a few days ago. And so right there, 
uh, right there close to their house. And, and anyway, it was a, a terrible thing, but uh, they're confident in where she is, and so there's a peace there. But just be lifting them up. So, all right. We want to go into the Word of God tonight, and let's turn to uh, John chapter 15. I'm going to, I started to leave this, uh, what I've been teaching. This will be part three of uh, how do you, how do you, how are you built to last, or being built to last, I think was the way I titled it. But I, as I was away during um, last week, um, you know, it was, it was nice to just have some time. I teach, of course, twice a week, two different sermons, two different churches uh, every week, and then do that morning Bible study Monday through Friday on, on our High Call Facebook. And, and so, you know, I pour out a lot, and I can do that some because I've done this for so long, but it doesn't matter. There's not just that that's going out. There's also, you know, prayer needs and, and things that come up within the church and, and challenges. And there's all these things that are in caring for the church and, and keeping things going. There's also then personal things in our own lives. You know, we got challenges of our own and, and then things that, that people are dealing with, as we all do. But here's what I've learned over the years, that as long as I can be refreshed in the presence of the Lord... That no matter what I'm facing, that we, we can carry on and carry through. I mean, there's been times in ministry where, you know, people didn't realize what was all was going on in my life or my family. I remember when our oldest daughter went through a, a breast cancer and, and dealing with that. I re, you know, there's been times where, you know, one of our kids was going through something or, or family was going through something. We personally were going through things. But what I've learned is that because my, the rock of my foundation, my foundation is built on the rock of Jesus Christ. And if I hold fast to that, that no matter what the world throws at me or no matter what I face in life, I can continue on. But I have to be built to last. And we use the illustration, and I won't go to that scripture, but we use the illustration of Jesus talking about the man, the person who built his house on a rock. He dug deep. He did what it took to build his, to, to get to that bedrock. And you know what? That's, that's that process of life of what we have to do to, to have the stability that holds us fast even when we're hit with, with things we didn't anticipate. Maybe a health concern. Maybe a financial uh, challenge. Maybe, you know, things with relationships. There's a lot of things like that that, that are a struggle for us. And uh, we can be built to last over those times. But in, in talking, and I, and I got on this last week, I, I said we have to, in the, the first thing in how to being built to last is we have to settle who our Lord is. And if you've taken notes, you, you know that I, I, I talked about this two weeks ago. But I want to remind you of that because having established who Jesus or, or who is Lord over every area of our life is critical. Because if we'll give Jesus lordship over all those areas, what, what does that mean? That, may, that puts us then, instead of a position of an owner and a director of those things, it puts us into management or stewardship. If we think about our life as stewardship of all that God's given us, how important that is. When I look at, at, my, at the ministry God's called me to, when I look at, at business things that I do, when I look at my family, when all of those areas I try to give them to the Lord. And I notice I said try. Because there's times we all, even I, can be guilty of, of taking, taking the reins back. 
You know, I, I know God. I, I know, I know, I know you're my. Uh, that's always a funny bumper sticker that says, uh, "God is my co-pilot." And one of my mentors, he used to say, "Why in the world would you not want him to be pilot?" <laughs> Why would you why would you just want him riding along? Well, you might say the Holy Spirit's my co-pilot because he's our helper. He's going to walk along beside. But where God is concerned, I want to make sure that I have Jesus as Lord over all of that. Amen. And, you know, I make decisions. I make plans. We 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 purpose in our heart to go and to do and accomplish. But we want to always give God that place in 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 of ownership that at whatever point he can check us and say, no, let's go a different route. Let's change things up. We need to adjust. And you say, well, God's God. He can do whatever He wants to. Yeah, He can. And he, and he, but He also gives us that, that opportunity to make, have a free will and make choices and decisions in our life. And so I want to keep myself in that place. And if I settle that God, who, who's God over my life? Is it me or is it God? See, before I gave Jesus Christ the lordship of my life and before I confessed him as Lord, I was God of my life. I was determining how it was going to go. In fact, that was the struggle I had with God for a while. Anybody, can, can anybody relate? I struggled with God. I, yeah, but I got dreams. I got plans. I got things I want to do. I want to do it my way. You know, we, we all would sing the old Blue Eyes song, I did it my way, whatever. I, that ain't right on tune, but can you play that for us later? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> In the end, I did it my way. Well, you know what? I want people to be able to say at my funeral, he did it God's way. You know, as I'm refreshing myself, praying and praising the Lord, walking around to even today, I, I said, Lord, I want to do it your way. You guide me. You direct me. And so that's what we, that's what we should endeavor to do. The other thing we got to have settled is that we need to have settled here, and I guess I ought to read some of this scripture uh, that I've had you turn to, John chapter 15. Y'all thought I forgot. Verse 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my father's a gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be uh, even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit of itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So he's painting this picture. He's using this illustration. He says, stay connected to me and you'll produce. You'll be fruitful. You're not going to be fruitful without him. And see, pride would say, I can do it on my own. Pride would say, I am in charge. I make the decisions. But you know what? If we'll just understand that when we yield to God, we become, the, we become, lot, we become very fruity. Uh, come on, that was a joke. <laughs> Some of you are fruity, whether, you know, God's got anything to do with it, right? That's just the way he, 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 he wired some of us, you know? That's just the way some of us are. We're just kind of silly, kind of goofy, kind of that way. Some people might say different, of course, to them. You know, we're, we're, somebody else is different. But, but here's the thing. God created us to produce. He t he, you know, a better way to say it is fruitful. We want to achieve we don't want our achievements to be just recognized by the world. You know what the one thing that we ought to be our goal? 
when we stand before God that He says, well done, and he, we've accomplished the things He's called us to do. You know, not everybody's called to, to, to have the biggest and the best. Not everybody's called to have their name known by everybody. But you know what? In the end, what our goal should be is that we've accomplished what we've, we're called to accomplish. You know, your life may, may be to some handful of people or maybe just one that you turn to God, that you make a difference in. I remember when we were in ministry for a lot of years, not a lot of years, but several years, I remember times where we'd drive all the way across the state and there'd be 15 people or 10 people, five people. We preached the word. Live it list like, I mean, and I didn't come away going, golly, you know, you'd think they'd have a better name. You know, but I, no, it was, thank God. I'm doing it as unto the Lord. And so when, when we have that heart, you know, your life, you may, you may ask, well, who even knows I'm around? Who even knows I'm alive? And yet God knows exactly who you have the opportunity to touch and, and, and have communication with and in, impact. We've got to ask ourselves, God, am I being fruitful by having my life attached to yours? You know, some of the most powerful things that you can do, and I know I say this a lot, but spend time in prayer. You ought to ask God every day. I say at the end of my, my morning Bible study on high call, I say, you know, find somebody to bless each day. Find somebody. Look, look for somebody that you can be an encouragement to. Look for somebody that you can, that you can encourage or, or say bless. How many times have you been sitting in, the, in line at, you know, whatever store, and there's people. And, you know, if we're in a hurry, like I usually am, I'm, I'm going, ah, come on, which, you know, what's our strategy? We go to the, what mine is, what's the shortest line? Who's got the least items? Who's going to get through the quickest? What cashier's the, the fastest? You know, you go in there and you got one. And the other day I come in and I mean, I got it all strategized, planned out. I got my stuff and I was carrying something. I was at Atwoods and I, I had something that was pretty heavy. And I, th I thought, well, I'm okay. And then I got behind a guy. He was having trouble with this. And this checker couldn't find that. And pretty soon, and I, I'm holding I'm thinking, this is getting really heavy. I'm getting tired of this. And I'm looking at the other aisle. And I see the other guy. And the guy, guy was, was, looked like he was leaving. He left. And I thought, ha-ha. I jumped, jumped lines. There wasn't anybody over there. So I jumped lines. I get over there. And the guy turns around and comes back. Like, what are you doing? I thought you were done. He wasn't done. He was just going over to get him a bottle of water out of the little cooler over there. And, and she was, and I sat in that line longer than I sat in the other one. Well, you know what? I wasn't thinking about ministry, loving people. I had, if there was an assignment given to me in that line, I missed it because I was irritated. I, my arms were burning. I'm tired. Well, see, I encourage you to do that, and i got to be reminded i got to do the same thing. But how can we be fruitful for the good work of, that God's given us? Well, that's a part, big part of this. And, uh, but go on down here. He says, verse 5, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He reminds them. He says, if you, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Again, he talks about being fruitful. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away, withered, and the branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Now notice this. This is the key in verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. 
Ask whatever you wish, and it'll be done for you. What a blessing that is. If I can get to that place that I can ask whatever I wish. Well, you know, you'd think, boy, that's a, that's a cool deal. I'd love that. I'll just ask whatever. You know, I got some things that I would ask for. You know, I, I saw an ad today for a finished buckskin heading horse. Anybody got any idea what they were worth? 25 grand. That is not far off, probably. I think they, wanted, I think they only wanted 18,000 for this one. Anybody got a checkbook? You can write me an $18,000. Just go buy him and give him to me. You don't have to give me the money. Just give me the horse. That's all I want. Is that what this is, you know, is that what this is about? No, that ain't what this is praying about. Ask anything that you wish and it'll be done for you. I said your point is that we need to settle who's Lord. That's the point of this message is can I be in him and he in me so that everything I ask for, my desire is in line with his will. Now there could be a time. I've had horses provided at different times, different things, the right one at the right time, and God's blessed me. I can't complain. I'm not, I'm not, uh, but I'm, I'm telling you this, we, 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 wanna, we want what God wants for us. That's what the end result is. But he says if we remain in him and his words remain in us. So the second thing that I wanted to get to tonight and, and real quickly here is over in Matthew chapter 7, because when we settle who's Lord... The other thing that we've got to have settled, or it helps if we settle this, is that God's Word is the final answer. I'm going to take God at His Word, and I'm going to make that my final answer. You see, because when He said that, that we ask anything we desire, or ask anything and it'll be done for us, we'll receive it. We've got to have settled in our minds that that, that is God's... We need to have settled it's God's will. And In fact, in verse 7 of, of Matthew chapter 7, he says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. To the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. You see, in, in those two verses, Jesus again tells us that when everything is right, heart's right, and the right things are, are in order, that we end up with the end result that we desire. We end up having pr production out of our prayers or asking. We end up with the result that we desire. You know, uh, I wrote a few things down here about this asking, seeking, and knocking. You know, we need to ask God. Does anybody have any trouble going to God and asking for your needs? Probably not. We, we, we're pretty good at that. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, some people don't feel like, you know, you were taught, don't, you know, don't ask or whatever. Maybe not to God, but, you know, your, your habit was when you, you, ever, you ever send your kids, you go to, go to somebody's house and, you know, and, and you're just there as a guest. And maybe the first time you've ever met them and you got a little kid and they're like, where's the cookie jar? And, or, they're, or they're asking for something. It's like, or can, can I have that or can I have this? And you're like, no, you're not. No, you be quiet. Don't, you know. Be, well, where God is concerned, He wants us to ask. But here's the question. What do we ask? And I think instead of just asking for our need, we present that need, but with an asking of God, what is your will concerning this thing? What do you, what do you, what do you desire for me? I heard a guy make a statement uh, on the radio, actually, while we were driving over here tonight. He, he said, you know, sometimes we see... Uh, that, that think that God is only in all the good things that happen. 
But sometimes in a challenging time, there's an opportunity for growth. Sometimes in a challenging time, there's opportunity for us to be connected with people with a compassion for people that we never had before. There, there is some value to that. Doesn't mean you have to be crushed by it. It just means that in the, in the midst of those challenging times that God... So we want to ask God, God, what is your will in this situation? What do, what do, you, what do you have? Now, in the midst of his, our asking that, we may find out that he had nothing, no desire for this. This wasn't his will. That's problem. This was, this was of the devil. This was caused by the devil. This was caused by my own mistake or whatever it be. But the value is, is that my heart says, God, I want your kingdom to come, your will to be done. Like the Lord's Prayer. That's a great way to pray in, in having the desire to say, God, I want your will. See, that ties right in there with that, with that uh, surrendering to the Lordship over everything. God, I want your will. So we're asking, what is your will? And then the second part of asking is, God, what do you say about this situation? What do you, what do you say in your word? Give me a place that, that your word gives me a promise to stand on. So I have faith that will, will hold my ground so that I go to that foundation. You know, he says, ask and it'll be given to you. So ask what God's will is. Ask what he says about this situation. Then it says to seek and you'll find, well, seek what? Seek God. The last couple of mornings I've been teaching on Mark 11, 23 and 24. And, and I said, you know, the first thing that Jesus did before he talked about Mark 11, 23 and 24 is he talked about Mark 11, 22. And the statement was, have faith in God. I don't want you to get distracted by turning over there, so we're not going to go there. But the simple verse 22 says, have faith in God. The disciples came to him asking a question. They came to him seeking an answer. And what did he say? One, one way that he responded was have faith in God. You know, my first way of, of seeking should be to go, seeking God first. And when I seek God first, my heart's aligned. Everything begins to fall into place. Everything kind of lays in order like it should. So I want to I want to seek I want to seek Him, and then I want to seek His desire. That's a, it's really a lot the same with seeking His will. But I want to seek His desire. Say, God, I want Your desire. I want Your desire for me. I, I want to I, I want my desire and Your desire to be the same. That's like that Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. There's other places where Jesus said, you ask anything you desire and it'll be done for you. But you know what the key to that is? Is our desire and God's desire being the same. You know, that takes a little bit of being yielded. It, it takes a little bit of, of being willing. You know, there's so many ways that this illust is illustrated through training horses. If you, I've got this three-year-old I've been riding. I've told you some of the stories about it. It's amazing to me that how the difference in the joy of the ride when he is yielded to me. There's no fight. But you know what I found? When I was gone four days, we backed up about two weeks of riding. I mean, I came back. And he didn't really care about listening to me none. It was around and around. I went four days off of a colt that has maybe 85 rides. 
and that, which may seem like a lot to you, but if you've ever trained Colts, that's not that many. And, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd progress. He was really doing some great things. But, I mean, it was a fight. And I was like, okay, Lord, give me patience. Because all I want to do is jerk a knot in his tail. You know, all I want to do is just get him, you know, and that's being nice. I, I didn't, you know, there wasn't anything going, going well. Well, think about our life. When we're yielded to God... And when we're spending time with Him on an everyday basis, when we're asking and we're seeking Him, when we seek Him, what are we in that perpetual place of being yielded to Him? And I'm going to tell you what, all of a sudden we begin to be productive, begin to be fruitful, begin to be valuable, to begin to fulfill our purpose, begin to fulfill our potential. I mean, this cult is a nice cult. He's, he's got a ton of potential, but if he's not broke... If he's not willing to yield, if he's not able to follow, willing to follow the cues that I give him, he's never going to be much. He'll be pretty. And he's worth too much to be a yard ornament. So he will be somebody else's if that happens. But we'll get him there. We'll get him there. And we continue to use him, continue to ride him. We continue to go through the process. He continues to grow. But see us, we're, we can be that same way. We got to learn to yield. We got to learn to to have that desire. So our seeking is a God and and God's desire. Now our third the third thing he says to knock and and I like this he says he says to knock and it'll be open to you. Well, how do we knock? The Lord showed me this one time that, that that knocking is us taking what we've just asked for and sought and the answers that we have the word of God what He has to say about it and we begin to pray that or speak the word that's knocking on that door to open or to change the circumstance that we need changed in order to receive what the what we need. You know, there's so much I'm teaching Sunday mornings up at Carrier on, on prayer. I love to teach about prayer. And, and that's one of the, the things that we've got to understand is how do we knock? I can't get into it all tonight. I mean, we're, we're about out of time. But I, I can tell you this, that it's us beginning to pray what we just asked for and we sought. What did we ask for? We said, God, is, what is your will? And what do you say? When we get that answer, when we begin to have a hold of that and we begin to see that and we begin to ask what his desire in this situation is, then when we go to praying from that basis, we're knocking on that door. And what does he say? It'll be open. It'll be open. You ever, you ever, there, there's a, well, I'll just say it this way. There, there's, a, there's a statement that says, uh, where uh, when climbing the ladder to success, the last thing you want to want to realize is when you get to the top rung that you're leaning on the wrong building. That's a terrible. That was not the way it's said, but it's close. You get the you get the point. You, you hate to get to the end of your prayer and you're knocking on the wrong door. You're you're praying the wrong thing. There's a there's a scripture I want to close with James chapter four. Let me turn over here real quickly and. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this verse and, and not go into a lot of explanation about everything around it, so we wrap this up. But James chapter 4, verse 3, he says, when you, ask, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may, may spend it on your own pleasure. So we've got to read verse 2. He says, he says uh, you desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. 
Now, he's talking about conflicts in church. He's talking about our own wrong motives. So I don't want to take this verse out of context, but I want you to see and understand that it, where our life is applied or where this applies to our life, we got to know that when we pray, we're knocking on the door that God's led us to with the promise that he's asked us for. And we got to be patient to allow him the time to open it. But notice he said in verse 3, he said, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask, and the King James says, amiss. This says wrong, with wrong motives. He identifies what the miss in our prayers is. Basically, he's just telling them, he says, you're not getting answers because you're praying wrong. That'd be like knocking on the wrong door. That'd be like, you know, looking for, looking for old, uh, you know, Joe Bob, and, and you're going to Joe Bob's house, and you're beating on the door, but you're at Mary Sue's house. You know, <laughs> wrong house. Well, it looked the same. I thought it was right. This is what I desired. This is where it ought to be. This is what I want. But we're knocking on the wrong thing. So we've got to ask ourselves, are we putting it all together? If we're going to be built to last, we need to have Jesus settled that he's the Lord over every area of our life. And we need to be willing to go to him for the final answer and that his word is the final answer. And I tell you what, if we can get to those places, we can, we can ask, we can seek, and then we can knock. And what does he say? We'll have that. We'll find it. Well, the door will be open. We'll have that answer. Well, listen, I, I want you to, to begin to think about that and allow God to, to just critique you. What did he say in, in John chapter 15? He said that he prunes the branches to produce. Is there areas of your life that you say, well, I'm not quite there? Is there areas of your life that you could be better in? Is there areas that you're, you're holding on to and you're trying to control and not yielded to Him? Is there times whenever you're just asking for the answer and not seeking His will and His desire? I believe God will guide and direct you. You know, as we close, I want you to just ask yourself in, in maybe in any of your prayer life, you got a kid you're praying for. you got a financial situation, a job, uh, all these things. that Maybe any number of things that you could be praying for. And this would apply to those that are watching as well. And you say, well, I'm not getting the answers. Or, but are you spending the time that's required to dig the foundation and to base it on the rock? Well, I'll pray that the Holy Spirit begins to guide and direct you, to show you the strength, the patience, and the wisdom to get there so that you can pray effectively. Let's go before the Lord. Father, we just praise you. We thank you that, that Lord, we can, we can know that you're faithful. Lord Jesus, when you gave us a word, it's, it's for us. And this gospel, this word, was taught, taught 2,000 plus years ago. In many cases, 2,000 over that. Father God, we thank and praise you that it didn't just mean for them then. It comes down through the corridors of time to us right now. And Lord, I just ask that you help us to see how it applies to us. Now, Father God, I just pray that you would be at work in the lives of, our, of each of us to, to prune us, to, to correct us, to guide us by your word in areas that we could be better. Father, we thank you with your love and guidance that you'll do that. And Father, we thank you also that if there's anybody within the sound of my voice that has not made Jesus Lord of their life, that they can, they can know that they're absolutely were worth dying for. That's why Jesus came. Father, I pray that if there's anybody who not, does not know Jesus as Lord, that they'd contact me, that they'd, they'd let us know 
they'd get with somebody through social media or, or through the website or, or if you're right here that you come to us. We'd love to pray with you to accept Jesus as Lord. We thank you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, you know, one of the powerful things that we do here is we do go to prayer. And uh, we were, we're going to pray over the prayer needs. A uh, few are going to dismiss, but the rest of you are going to sit here and listen and enjoy some more music from Rusty Vineyard. But if you do need prayer, I encourage you, just slip up there in the, in the, in the room with us and we'll pray over you for whatever prayer needs you have. So if you're online, enjoy it. If you're here, enjoy it. You can come back over here in the middle. And if you get in that picture, you can see my phone line up there where you're in it. There you go. Let's give Rusty a hand. This is a song that I kind of, I, I use the terminology fixed. Um, was doing a... Uh, a vacation Bible school. And I just, I love the song. I got spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle. <clears throat> it's a good old cowboy song. But I kind of like to add Jesus to it. So this is how I added Jesus to this song. Saddle up, there are trails to ride. 
got spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle. As I go riding along, I got spurs, I got spurs, I got spurs. You know, the fun thing about being, to get to do what I get to do, I guess, my addiction is music. <clears throat> God's honored that. <clears throat> it's finding different songs. And I do songs from contemporary worship to good old cowboy stuff to, if y'all didn't know, I said the third, the third song I sang a while ago was a Mahalia Jackson song from way back. So, uh, a little bit of everything. So I'm going to sing you a kind of a contemporary worship song, but uh, I just, I believe that God is a way maker. Make a miracle 
God, that is who you are. 